Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. We are attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We'll do it today, and we'll do it tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Before we begin our service, I've been asked to make an announcement about the Finkbeiner Fast. Let me explain what or who Finkbeiner was. His name was Kurt. He was a student body president at Northwest Nazarene University, and the day before his graduation, he died in a swimming accident. During his time at, at Northwest, he was involved in raising funds for um, mission projects of one kind or another, and so all of the Nazarene colleges and universities and seminary are involved in raising funds uh, in his name for missions. Uh, the, uh, the project this year is the unrest in Kenya. I think it's called the Kenya Unrest is how it was described. So tomorrow, student government folks are asking us to uh, fast a meal or more, and then the money that you would normally spend on that meal uh, take to the development office, and they'll uh, join it with the other funds that are being gathered literally from around the world. Okay, let's worship. <coughs> We are in the midst of Holy Week, the culmination of the season of Lent, beginning with Ash Wednesday and concluding on Easter Sunday. In the early church, Lent was a time of study and prayer in preparation for the baptism of new members on Easter Sunday. Today, Christians from many traditions view this as an important time of soul searching, self-examination, and spiritual renewal in remembrance of the cross and celebration of the empty tomb. Holy Week is the last week of Lent, from Palm Sunday to Maundy Thursday to Good Friday to Easter Sunday. This service is a journey through that last week, a week of highs and lows. As you listen to the scriptures, sing the songs, and share together in the Lord's Supper, Remember the events of that last week, the triumphal entry, the plotting to kill the Christ, preparation for departure, Passover meal and Last Supper, washing dirty feet, a lesson on servanthood, betrayal, Garden of Gethsemane, disciples falling asleep, I must drink this cup, denial, Crucify him, crucify him. Sentence of death, crown of thorns, purple robe, Golgotha, king of the Jews, crucifixion, death, burial. As we think about that last week, remember why our Lord came. Give thanks for his great sacrifice. Invite God to search your heart. Seek cleansing, renewal, and deepening as by the grace of God we attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we welcome you among us this night. We long for a fresh experience of your hallowing presence. May it be so in this service of remembrance and renewal 
We pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no man has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Tell him, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the son of David who comes in the name of the Lord. So the crowd shouted as Jesus and the disciples entered Jerusalem that very first Palm Sunday. It was a glorious parade of cheering crowds with palm branches flooding the narrow streets of Jerusalem that morning. It was a festival time for the followers of Jesus. For now, after three years, it looked as if he was finally going to set up his earthly kingdom. The disciples were exhilarated by the events of that day. But by late afternoon, they were weary as they walked with Jesus back to Bethany to spend the night with friends. Can you imagine what it must have been like that week, the last week? Mark 11, 15 through 19. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, It is not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out of the city. Monday morning, Jesus and his followers returned to Jerusalem. When they entered the temple, Jesus was angered to see that it had become a marketplace. The noise of the merchants hawking their wares made it impossible to worship God. Tables of money crashed to the floor and crates of doves were broken open as Jesus deliberately threw the money changers out of the temple. Then he calmly spoke to the people. The temple is not a den of thieves. The temple should be a place of prayer for all people. My house should be a place to pray. 
pray. Song sing. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. That day, Tuesday, the lame and blind came to Jesus in the temple, and he healed them. The scribes and Pharisees who had been disturbed by Jesus' actions on Sunday and Monday were now infuriated because of his popularity with the people. They began to talk seriously among themselves of how they might destroy him. That day they challenged his authority in the temple. It was a day of continual questions with answers or stories that were so clear even a child could understand them. Perhaps it was a day when the disciples sensed the risk of discipleship, and perhaps even the beginning of danger in that last week. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you are about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out. And it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, 
and will glorify him at once. Not only did Jesus make the scribes and Pharisees look foolish, but he finally spoke out openly against them. Sometime during the day on Wednesday, the chief priests met together with the high priest Caiaphas to plan the killing of Jesus. Judas Iscariot met with them and agreed to deliver Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. On that day, Jesus did not venture back into Jerusalem, but spent the entire day at the home of friends in Bethany. At dusk, he walked out onto the roof of the house and watched the sun setting behind the Judean hills. Memories of childhood, youth, and growing up surely mingled with thoughts about the days to come and the road he must walk. He had been about his father's business for 33 years, and his work was now almost done. His life had been one filled with love, wondrous love, and now, in perfect, wondrous love, he was about to die. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on, until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Thursday morning, Jesus sent two disciples into the city to arrange a place for them to observe the Passover. That evening, while they were together in the upper room, the disciples began to argue among themselves, who will be the greatest? The one who serves others is the greatest, Jesus said. Then he took a basin and a towel and washed their feet. Conversation at the table was full of questions. Over and over again, Jesus tried to explain, to comfort them. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. If you shall ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. A little while, and you behold me no more. And again a little while, and you shall see me. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. During the evening, Judas fled, and all were made aware he would betray Jesus. On Friday morning, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him to the Mount of Olives. Jesus asked the disciples to pray. Then he went a short distance from them, knelt down, and prayed. 
Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. When Jesus returned to the disciples, he found them sleeping. Why do you sleep? Rise and pray. While he was speaking, Judas came, bringing the authorities to rest Jesus. Simon Peter drew a sword and cut off the right ear of the high priest's servant. Then Jesus said to Peter, Put up your sword. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Then they led Jesus away, and the disciples fled. The religious authorities accused Jesus of blasphemy because he claimed to be the Son of God. In the crowd during the trial, a young woman saw Peter and asked if he were a follower of Jesus. Peter denied ever having seen Jesus. Others asked Peter if he was a follower of Jesus, but each time he denied knowing him. Next, Jesus stood trial before the civil authorities, Pilate and Herod. Although Pilate found no fault in Jesus, he was pressured by the crowd's cries of crucify him, crucify him. They placed a crown of thorns upon his head, a purple robe around him, and forced him to carry the cross up the hill of Calvary. It was a day of shame, a day of pain, a day of intense suffering. It was an awful and terrifying day when evil and horror seemingly caused even God to forsake the world. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out or cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has barred my way with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Late Friday afternoon, 
Joseph of Arimathea took the body of Jesus down from the cross. He wrapped it in linen and laid it in a tomb made of stone. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, prepared spices and ointment to anoint the body. The next morning, Pilate ordered a stone placed in front of the tomb and a guard to stand by. The disciples were stunned. Jesus was dead. The last week had been so confusing. On Sunday, the crowds had cheered him. On Friday, they killed him. He said he would build a kingdom, but he was dead, his body under the earth. All about the city of Jerusalem, the followers of Jesus quietly and privately mourned his death and remembered all he had said and done and gave thanks for how his life had given new hope to their own. On the day of Pentecost, Peter declared, they put Jesus to death by nailing him to the cross, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Remember the suffering and sacrifice of the crucified Christ. Prepare your hearts to celebrate a risen Lord this Easter Sunday. Let us stand as we sing. Christ Jesus, who humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, bless you and keep you this day and forever. Amen. Go in his peace.